Amen. Well, if you have your Bibles, please turn to the book of Romans, chapter 3. Romans 3, verses 10 to 12. As it is written, there is none righteous, no, not one. There is none who understands, there is none who seeks after God. They have all turned aside. They have together become unprofitable. There is none who does good. No, not one. Outside of Jesus Christ, there is no righteousness. Even the best of mankind, the best mankind can come up with appears before the Lord as filthy rags. Isaiah 64, verse 6, but we are all like an unclean thing, and all our righteousnesses are like filthy rags. We all fade as a leaf, and our iniquities like the wind have taken us away. The message paraphrase, we're all sin-infected, sin-contaminated. Our best efforts are grease-stained rags. We dry up like autumn leaves, sin-dried. We're blown off by the wind. In the Amplified Bible, for we have all become like one who is unclean, ceremonial like a leper. And all our righteousness, our best deeds of rightness and justice, is like filthy rags or a polluted garment. We all fade like a leaf, and our iniquities like the wind take us away. Far from God's favor, hurrying us toward destruction. Only Jesus can set things right. Only Jesus can make things right. Only Jesus can make us righteous. And yes, there is imputed righteousness, and there is gained righteousness. However, gained righteousness only finds merit with God when imputed righteousness is present. You see, outside of Jesus Christ, even the good we've done, our best efforts, are as filthy rags. The Bible is clear that there is none righteous. No, not one. And no matter who we are, we are all in need of the righteous one, Jesus Christ. He is the only one who can cleanse us. He is the only one who can extract the filth, the grease, the pollution. He is the only one who can turn rags into finery. 2 Corinthians 5.21, For he made him who knew no sin to be sin for us, that we might become the righteousness of God in him. The words of John Calvin, We shall never be clothed with the righteousness of Christ, except we first know assuredly that we have no righteousness of our own. Without Jesus, there is no righteousness. And all the good we do, all the right things, all the just things, 
appear before God as filthy rags. I ask today, is His righteousness upon you? Is His righteousness in you? Has He had His way with you? The purging and the cleansing and the extracting of sin. John Wesley said, I preached on the righteousness of the law and the righteousness of faith. While I was speaking, several dropped down as dead. And among the rest, such a cry was heard of sinners groaning for the righteousness of faith that it almost drowned my voice. But many of these soon lifted up their heads with joy and broke out into thanksgiving, being assured they now had the desire of their soul, the forgiveness of their sins. Psalm 14, verses 1 to 3, the fool has said in his heart, there is no God. They are corrupt. They have done abominable works. There is none who does good. The Lord looks down from heaven upon the children of men, and still he looks down to see if there are any who understand, who seek God. They have all turned aside. They have together become corrupt. There is none who does good. No, not one. Now we understand that the message of the cross is foolishness to those, to those that are perishing. And the fool has said in his heart, there is no God. How many times have I heard, so-and-so is a good person. How many conversations, so-and-so, it's a good person. And then the list comes of all the good things they've done, all the right things. They've done this or that. Charles Spurgeon said the greatest enemy to human souls is the self-righteous spirit which makes men look to themselves for salvation. And he continued, nothing can damn a man but his own righteousness. Nothing can save him but the righteousness of Christ. Without Jesus, without a relationship with Jesus, there's no righteousness. And all the good we attempt to do, all the good we think we are doing and have done and will continue to do appears before God as filthy rags. Psalm 53, verses 1 to 3, the fool has said in his heart, there is no God. They are corrupt and have done abominable iniquity. There is none who does good. God looks down from heaven upon the children of men to see if there are any who understand, who seek God. Every one of them has turned aside. They have together become corrupt. There is none who does good. No, not one. 
And again, Isaiah 64, verse 6, the Living Bible, we are all infected and impure with sin. When we put on our prized robes of righteousness, we find they are but filthy rags. Like autumn leaves, we fade, wither, and fall. And our sins, like the wind, sweep us away. There is only one answer. There is only one hope. There is only one remedy, and that is Jesus. Outside of Jesus, there is no righteousness. Acts 17, beginning at verse 26, And he has made from one blood every nation of men to dwell on all the face of the earth. And has determined their pre-appointed times and the boundaries of their dwellings so that they should seek the Lord in the hope that they might grope for Him and find Him. Though He is not far from each of us, for in Him we live and move and have our being. As also some of your own poets have said, for we are also His offspring. Therefore... Since we are the offspring of God, we ought not to think that the divine nature is like gold or silver or stone, something shaped by art and man's devising. Truly, these times of ignorance God overlooked, but now commands. Oh, if it said, the Lord suggests. The Lord commands all men everywhere to repent because He has appointed a day on which He will judge the world in righteousness by the man whom He has ordained. He has given assurance of this to all by raising Him from the dead. And when they heard of the resurrection of the dead, some mocked, while others said, we will hear you again on this matter. Righteousness is of the Lord. Jeremiah 33, verses 15 and 16, In those days and at that time I will cause to grow up to David a branch of righteousness. He shall execute judgment and righteousness in the earth. In those days Judah will be saved and Jerusalem will dwell safely. And this is the name by which she will be called the Lord our righteousness. The Amplified Bible in those days and at that time will I cause a righteous branch, the Messiah, to grow up to David. And he shall execute justice and righteousness in the land. In those days Judah shall be saved and Jerusalem shall dwell safely. And this is the name by which it will be called. The Lord is our righteousness our rightness, our justice. Thank the Lord for His righteousness, for the righteous branch, for the righteous one. The Lord is our righteousness, and because He is, because He is, we can live righteousness, walk righteousness, move in righteousness, talk in righteousness, work out righteousness, 
and the filthy rags that once were are no more. The words of William Gurnall, Thou must be righteous and holy before thou canst live righteously and holy. Life must be different. Life has to be different. Now that we've received the righteousness of Christ, now that we are clothed in the righteousness of Christ, life has to be different. Now that His righteousness is alive within us, the walk different, the movement different, the talk different, the working out different, the outlook different. Well, you're here today and you say, I don't know, I woke up the morning after accepting Jesus and life wasn't much different. For some, accepting Jesus might not look like a drastic change in the day-to-day. That is, the duties of life and living. Accepting Jesus might not mean a career change. In fact, for most of us, it won't. It might not take us out of the neighborhood we live in. In fact, it might not change our address at all. But the reality is, the reality is life goes on. And the truth is, we now have to work out this righteousness in our world. We awake and we move clothed in the righteousness of Christ. We make decisions clothed in the righteousness of Christ. In Him we live and move and have our being. We walk in righteousness. We talk righteousness. We work out righteousness. We have to let the righteousness have its way with our world. This righteousness of Christ that we're clothed in, or claim to be clothed in, this righteousness of Christ that we claim is at work within us. We have to let it have its way with our world. We have to allow the righteousness to so take over that things do change. Some things won't and some things will. And the things that don't change, like a career, let's say, will take on new meaning and kingdom purpose. Life has to be different. Now that we are clothed in the righteousness of Christ, life has to be different. Now that we have his righteousness alive within us, compelling and impelling and propelling us. You say, what of the list? Endeavors should change. Entertainments should change. Environments change. 
economics change, and the giving of tithes, offerings, and alms. Talk should change. You know, they say the last two things to get saved are the tongue and the wallet. Passions change, pursuits change, treasures change, commitments change. Priorities should change. If we're truly clothed in the righteousness of Christ and His righteousness is at work within us, and now we are working out righteousness, gaining righteousness, devotions change, associations change. Relations change. Have they? If these don't, are we really clothed in the righteousness of Christ? If these don't, is His righteousness really alive in us? Not that we just claim it, but the reality, the proof. Let the word speak. Psalm 1, blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stands in the path of sinners, nor sits in the seat of the scornful, but his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law he meditates day and night. He shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that brings forth its fruit in its season, whose leaf also shall not wither, and whatever he does shall prosper. The ungodly are not so, but are like the chaff which the wind drives away. Therefore the ungodly shall not stand in the judgment, nor sinners in the congregation of the righteous. For the Lord knows the way of the righteous, but the way of the ungodly shall perish. Psalm 15, Lord, who may abide in your tabernacle? Who may dwell in your holy hill? He who walks uprightly and works righteousness and speaks the truth in his heart he who does not backbite with his tongue nor does evil to his neighbor nor does he take up that is receive a reproach against his friend in whose eyes a vile person is despised but he honors those that fear the Lord he who swears to his own hurt and does not change he who does not put out his money at usury, nor does he take a bribe against the innocent. He who does these things shall never be moved. Well, for those not yet convinced, Psalm 37, verse 23, the steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord, and he delights in his way. Proverbs 4.18, reading from the Amplified, but the path of the uncompromisingly just and righteous is like the light of dawn that shines more and more brighter and clearer until it reaches its full strength and in glory. And glory in the perfect day to be prepared. 
Life has to change. Righteousness is pure. Righteousness is honest. Righteousness is virtue. Righteousness is blamelessness. Righteousness is powerful. Righteousness is wisdom and knowledge. It actually provides and produces discretion and understanding. Righteousness delivers. Proverbs 2, beginning at verse 10, When wisdom enters your heart and knowledge is pleasant to your soul, discretion will preserve you. We need discretion. Understanding will keep you to deliver you from the way of evil, from the man who speaks perverse things, from those who leave the paths of uprightness to walk in the ways of darkness, who rejoice in doing evil and delight in the perversity of the wicked, whose ways are crooked and who are devious in their paths, to deliver you from the immoral woman, from the seductress who flatters with her words and forsakes the companion of her youth and forgets the covenant of her God. For her house leads down to death and her paths to the dead. None who go to her return, nor do they regain the paths of life. But as the text reads, wisdom, knowledge, discretion, understanding, so you may walk in the way of goodness and keep to the paths of righteousness. We have to work out this righteousness now. Those of us clothed in the righteousness of Christ, with the righteousness of Christ alive in us, there is a work of righteousness that takes place in us as we receive the righteousness of Christ. The Lord, our righteousness. And this work of righteousness then affects our world if we let it. Isaiah 32, 17, and the work of righteousness shall be peace. And the effect of righteousness, quietness and assurance forever. The Voice Bible reads, righteousness will yield peace. And the quiet and confidence that attend righteousness will be present forever. Clothed in the righteousness of Christ. It's a righteousness to never be put off or taken off. This righteousness will bring change. And an incredible miracle will take place as we live clothed in the righteousness of Christ. Walking in the righteousness of Christ and working it out, yes, in this unholy world. You say, what miracle? The Lord will turn you into a miracle. You say, what are you talking about? Well, I share with you the words of Leonard Ravenhill, one of my favorite statements that he's ever made. The greatest miracle that God can do today 
is what? You fill in the blank. What is it? What is it? The greatest miracle that God can do today is to take an unholy man out of an unholy world and make him holy, then put him back into that unholy world and keep him holy in it. Life's different. My occupation might not be different. It's got kingdom purpose now. My address might be the same. I might live in the same house for the rest of my days. But everything's full of kingdom purpose now and kingdom life as I work out righteousness and let it affect my world. Do you know that righteousness looks like obedience? I know children sometimes struggle with obedience, but adults never. Righteousness looks like obedience. We are not robots. Free will is still in the mix. We have to continually choose the will of the Lord as our will. We have to take to obedience that righteousness flows in our world. We have to work out righteousness. We have to walk in the ways of the Lord. We have to do what the Word says. Philippians 2, verses 12 to 16, Therefore, my beloved, as you have always obeyed, not as in my presence only, but now much more in my absence. Work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. How is it the working out of your own salvation? Working it out with fear and trembling? For it is God who works in you both to will and to do for his good pleasure. Do all things without complaining and disputing, that you may become blameless and harmless. Children of God without fault, in the midst of a crooked and perverse generation, among whom you shine as lights in the world, holding fast the word of life, so that I may rejoice in the day of Christ that I have not run in vain or labored in vain. We thank the Lord for imputed righteousness that comes as we receive Jesus Christ as our personal Lord and Savior that we can cry out, the Lord our righteousness, we're clothed and His righteousness is at work within us. And we thank the Lord that we can gain righteousness. At least I pray we do. One way to gain and grow in righteousness is to take to the Word and let the Word take you. James 1, beginning of verse 16, Do not be deceived, my beloved brethren. Every good, every good gift and every perfect gift is from above 
and comes down from the Father of lights, with whom there is no variation or shadow of turning. Of his own will he brought us forth by the word of truth, that we might be a kind of first fruits of his creatures. So then, my beloved brethren, let every man be swift to hear, slow to speak, slow to wrath, for the wrath of man does not produce the righteousness of God. Therefore, lay aside all filthiness and overthrow of wickedness and receive with meekness the implanted word which is able to save your souls. But be doers of the word and not hearers only, deceiving yourselves. For if anyone is a hearer of the word and not a doer, he is like a man observing his natural face in a mirror, for he observes himself, goes away, and immediately forgets what kind of man he was. Verse 25, But he who looks into the perfect law of liberty and continues in it, and is not a forgetful hearer, but a doer of the work, this one will be blessed in what he does. You know, the Lord said, I, the Lord, speak righteousness. I declare things that are right. I, the Lord, speak righteousness. I declare things that are right. We have to take to the Word and let the Word take us. The implanted Word, the Word going down deep and changing us, the Word washing over us, clothing us and changing us. Work out what the Word says. Don't just find an easier version, a paraphrase. To fit your world, your lifestyle. Has his righteousness affected your living? Is his righteousness affecting your living? You know, righteousness looks like faith. The Bible says without faith it is impossible to please God. And the Bible also says that faith without works is dead. Receiving the righteousness of Christ, clothed, alive in a work within us, but then we're working it out. We're walking it out. We're talking it out. I'm going to share the words of David Wilkerson. God accepts only one kind of righteousness, perfect righteousness. Nothing else will stand in his presence on Judgment Day. 
Unless our righteousness is absolutely perfect, he cannot save us, justify us, recognize or accept us. This perfect righteousness of Jesus Christ our Lord can only be had by faith. The writer of Hebrews introduces us to the truth that this righteousness is the inheritance of all true believers. It is something Jesus has left for us, something that belongs to us, a legacy. By faith, Noah, being warned of God of things not seen as yet, moved with fear, prepared an ark to the saving of his house, by the which he condemned the world and became heir of the righteousness which is by faith, Hebrews 11.7. Noah became an heir not by building an ark, but by what he believed and preached. He grasped this knowledge of righteousness which God had revealed to him, a righteousness that is by faith, and he became an heir of a perfect righteousness. Beloved, you and I were given a great inheritance when Christ departed the earth. He left us a title and deed to his very own perfect righteousness. Of course, Jesus lived in absolute poverty while on this earth. He owned no land, had no money. But he left us riches greater than the diamond mines of South Africa greater than the oil fields in the Middle East, greater than the gold and silver buried under America's mountains, Jesus gave us an inheritance that can make us far richer than any person on the face of the earth. It is an inheritance to a perfect righteousness that allows us to stand before God without condemnation. You can have the worship team return. He finished with these words. Once you understand this inheritance, once you understand this inheritance, understanding it and understanding it, working it out, once you understand this inheritance, you can stand against every devil in hell. Satan will not be able to accuse you before the Father before your brethren, before your own conscience, because you are an heir to the perfect righteousness of Jesus Christ. Have you become an heir? Do you understand? He made him to be sin who knew no sin for you. That you might become the unthinkable, the unimaginable, the impossible, the righteousness of God in him. What else do you want out of this life? What could be greater? 
being an heir, this perfect righteousness. To think that Father God, the creator of all, he sent his son. Sent his son for a bunch of unrighteous people. For a world full of people. A world full of people whose works, even the good things that they try to do, and the good efforts and the handouts, and appears filthy rags before him. He looks down, it's all filth and rags. Filthy rags, polluted. But he sent his son. He sent his son. The Bible says that he actually made him who knew no sin to be sin for us, that we might become the righteousness of God in him. And today, the word of the Lord, I bring near my righteousness. It is not far off. My righteousness is near. My salvation has gone forth. Do you know the righteous one? Do you know Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior? Let self-righteousness die. The claims that we are good people, Our little list we pull out of our back pocket every time we're faced with a decision like this to follow Jesus and we start listing off things saying, well, I've done this, I've done this, I've done this, I've done this. Surely, surely God will accept me. There's only one righteousness that God accepts. And that is perfect righteousness that comes by faith in Jesus Christ. We know full well that the nations of the world need righteousness. My, how the nations of this world now need righteousness. We know full well they need the righteousness of Christ. You see, that's the answer. Not humanitarian help and humanitarian work. It's the righteousness of Christ. The nations of the world need righteous people. This nation, these provinces, these cities, these streets need righteous people. You say they may not know that they need me. Well, guess what? They need you. This world needs you. This world needs us. The ungodly may not know it or acknowledge the fact, but as F.F. F. Bruce said, the world has no idea how much it owes to the presence of righteous men in it. Proverbs 14, verse 34, Righteousness exalts a nation, but sin is a reproach. Shame or disgrace to any people. 
The message reads, God devotion makes a country strong. God avoidance leaves people weak. If I could encourage us all here today, let's do all we can to shine his lights in the world. Let righteousness work and let us work righteousness. Isaiah 45, 24, and 25, Surely shall one say in the Lord, Have I righteousness and strength. Even to him shall men come, and all that are incensed against him shall be ashamed. In the Lord shall all the seed of Israel be justified and shall glory. If you don't know Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior today, listen, I urge you to receive him. I urge you to come to accept the righteous branch, to cry out that the righteous one would set you free from sin, cleanse you and wash you. Now is the time to bow and swear and to take an oath and to declare allegiance to the Lamb, to pledge allegiance to the Lamb. And for those of us here today that claim to know Jesus, I really want to ask, has this righteousness affected our world? I listed things off today, and perhaps you didn't like all that was listed. There could be more. You're okay with part of the list, and it got to things like economics and you just zoned out for a minute. It got to talk and conversation, and you're like, yeah, whatever. I don't know about you, but I want to I wanna be the righteousness of Christ. I want to be the righteousness of God in Him. Let's stand this morning. If you need prayer as we close, please feel free to come to the front pertaining to the message or not. If you need to set things right with the Lord, this is a moment to set things right with the Lord. If you'd like to receive Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior, I'd invite you to come to the front. We'd love to give you a Bible that you can take, make it your own. We're going to pray and we'll lift up this song in closing here today. Lord, we thank you for your word. And Lord, we thank you. We thank you. We thank you. We thank you. For the work of the cross. Where would we be and who would we be without the work of the cross? Thank you for your righteousness, Lord, that we can stand here today, those of us who know you have given our lives to you, surrendered our lives to you, that we can declare the Lord our righteousness. And what an honor to live now for you, Lord. The days appointed and the days determined by you for each of us. That we can arise each morning clothed in the righteousness of Christ, with the righteousness of Christ at work within us. And we can step we can step out and work out this righteousness, gained righteousness. 
We thank you, Lord, and we give you all the glory today. Praise the name of Lord Oh, praise his name for for in this day we will sing.